Teenage news, woman finds a mysterious robot in the woods. Woods, woods, woods. Spelunking, caving, potholing, the hobby of exploring caves, whatever you want to call it. It's also our topic this week. And the name spelunking comes from the Latin spelunka, or the Greek word spellings. I didn't know if I was going to nail that one, but uh, which both translate to cave. Surprisingly easily accessible hobby with a different set of challenges, mentally and physically, that can be a wonderful alternative to day hiking. So let's dive into today's subterranean, subterranean, mole person edition of the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality. Hey Yins, happy Thursday, Justin Grippentrock here, the podcast day hike guide and the herald of Harvey Rupert Elder. Thank you all for tuning in to last week's accessibility episode. I've been staying busy lately, uh, notice the use of Yins? Yeah, I live in Pittsburgh now, no big deal, pretty crazy. Uh, still seeking employment at this time, um, you know, I'm trying to find a location that I want to work that I'd be proud to work there, uh, you know, a place where I feel good waking up and going to every day. Keeping busy, you know, I've been exploring our neighborhoods, exploring our borough, uh, and the trails near our place, uh, and, you know, it's been nice to work on the podcast with less time constraints. I feel like it's provided me with an opportunity to be more creative, and I'm excited to share these episodes with you. I want to take an opportunity to give all of you weekly listeners a shout out. Thank you for continuing to tune in. I don't you know, get a list of names of the people who listen, but I do have access to numbers of listeners per day, per week, and it's been really motivating to see that even during my absence, my listenership has continued to grow. So thank Yins. It is rewarding to, you know, do this research, learn more about topics I'm interested in. I really do enjoy sharing that information with everybody who listens. First, I really like this week's topic, and I mean, I like every week's topic, but this topic reminded me of a couple of the most adventurous and awestruck moments I've had and I've been fortunate enough to have experienced so far in my life. Now, the first thing that should be understood is that there are two kinds of caving. Uh, Horizontal, which includes some scrambling, crawling, and squeezing into tight holes, and Vertical uh, caving, which requires repelling, more intense scrambling, and nerves of steel. As you're going to hear some of these stories, you're going to realize caving might not be for the faint of heart. I explored my first cave in a lava tube within Deschutes National Forest with a dear friend's mom. And if I remember correctly, we tried to see the skeleton cave, but the gate was closed and locked. So we ended up finding an accessible cave that was open which I can't remember the name of for the life of me. I even tried Googling the surrounding caves, and none of the names were ringing a bell. Anyways, I'll never forget how pitch black the cave was when we moved away from the cave opening. And mind you, this isn't a cave in the side of a crag or a cliff face. The opening of the cave was actually in the ceiling of the cave. So picture that, so a big hole of light above your head. And once you moved away from this opening and killed your headlamp, you couldn't see a thing. And, and it brought this overwhelming sense of hyper-awareness, and you could hear your heartbeat against the echoes of the cave wall. I remember like quickly turning on the headlamp and not particularly wanting to experience that level of darkness anytime soon. But anyways, 
Uh, at that time, I wasn't aware of how much crawling was actually required in spelunking caving. So when the suggestion was made to go further into the cave by literally crawling on my belly to go deeper, I remember the mixed feelings and I'll never forget that after I committed being on my belly and with my whole upper torso in this hole, feeling that pure dread of seeing that only maybe three feet in front of me forward, it appeared that part of the cave had collapsed. There was loose rocks and I remember thinking that, well, this could be it. And, you know, I could die here, and if I was alone, nobody would ever know I was down here. So I quickly but carefully scooted backwards, still on my belly, and I had never uh, been so ready to be done with an adventure. And since this experience, I've had the privilege of exploring the eight caves in Washington State's uh, Gifford Pinchot National Forest, uh, which is the longest continuous lava tube in the continental U.S., the egg cave was formed around 2,000 years ago after Mount St. Helens erupted. You know, the other cave I also had the luxury of exploring on the guided tour was the Kango Cave System in South Africa, right outside of uh, Oatshorn. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, the Afrikaans language, those, those words were hard. I'm not even sure if Oatshorn was a South African word, but if anybody knows the correct pronunciation, please let me know. I think that's right, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Now, I don't usually pay for tours or guides, but this was 100% worth it. I'll never forget the feeling of, you know, the air becoming thicker than Jake Gyllenhaal's chest hair as we approached the Devil's Post Box, uh, which was an incredible experience. It required you to really suck in your belly in order to squeeze through the post box, which was a 10-inch opening. And you had to get through this 10-inch opening in order to get to the other side. So it was uh, it was interesting because it did it. You kind of felt flattened out like a piece of mail. <laughs> um, and then there was this incredible increase in temperature as we climbed vertically up the devil's chimney. And you heard that right. We needed to climb up inside a very cramped tube within the cave system in order to get out. And I can't even begin to explain the the just feeling of you know it was hot cramped you know being claustrophobic that would not have been the time for it and you had to muscle your way out it was a super challenging physical experience i highly recommend it if you ever get the chance to travel to south africa and you uh, and i can't even believe you know i forgot to add you know the just natural beauty of the stalactites and stalagmites you know, and for those who are unaware, stalactites are mineral deposits that hang from the cave ceiling, and stalagmites are the mineral deposits that, air quotes, grow from the cave floor after water falls from the ceiling. Be sure to check out my social media pages for some pictures of these beauties, but just the shapes of them, just how beautiful they were. I mean, it's unlike anything you would have seen above the surface. And that being said, there's it's just a whole ecosystem down there. The bats, the bugs... It might not be for everybody. I know creepy crawlies make some of your skin crawl and being in the dark is scary. Caving is a wonderful alternative to day hiking. If you're really looking for that true magical adventure, I highly recommend it. I, I don't mean to turn any of the listeners off by talking about the bats and the bugs, but it is definitely worth trying one day in your life. So, and I guess, needless to say, I have a special kind of love for horizontal cave exploring. While it can be extremely scary for those who do suffer from claustrophobia, clythrophobia, chirotophobia, and spelungrophobia, the sense of adventure experienced during spelunking is unparalleled. You're going to get a rush. 
And, you know, sometimes if you're you're feeling that kind of lack of amusement in everyday life, maybe try spelunking. Maybe try to experience that rush. So, have I convinced you to try spelunking yet? Great! Let's talk about what you should bring. Uh, naturally, you are going to need a light source. It's pitch black without it. And even with the light source on full light mode, it was still hard to see. So bring your headlamp and bring at least five extra sets of batteries. Okay, maybe that is excessive, but I truly believe that if you only have one extra set, you got none. So be prepared. Bring a helmet. As I noted, many caves have stalactites hanging from the ceilings, and they can be knife sharp. So protect your melon hikers. Uh, you know, we've all invested in our knowledge. We've all invested in our brain. And our brain keeps our body going, so keep it safe. I'd also recommend wearing pants and a wicking shirt with your hiking footwear. Avoid sandals as you'll greatly appreciate the extra traction as the cave walls can be slick and slimy. And if you do have to climb straight up like the devil's chimney, it's going to be nice to have a pair of shoes on that you can kind of get some grip. Bring sure to bring your extra layers and your pack. Bring, Be sure, be sure to bring extra food and water. Uh, because one of the greatest dangers of cave exploring is the possibility of flooding, which may trap you for various durations. This could be a good time to recommend bringing at least a friend as well. The more the merrier. Have a buddy. And with the exception of Kango Caves, the lava tubes I've been fortunate enough to explore are generally pretty chilly. Uh, most caves are approximately 10 degrees above freezing, so be sure to bring your 11 essentials. Bring, you know, something that can keep you warm. Bring an extra change of clothes. Again, we've talked about in the past, if you get wet and you get cold, you risk hypothermia. Horizontal caving, spelunking, potholing. An amazing mentally and physically challenging outdoor activity that is totally worth trying a time or two and pretty accessible. Uh, there are many caves to explore in the U.S., including Wing Cave National Park in South Dakota, Ruby Falls in Tennessee, Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico, Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, the Lava Tubes I mentioned in Oregon, and uh, Kachner's Caverns in Arizona, and that's just to name a few. And in the continuation of the spirit of last week's episode, I've heard that Wind Cave National Park and Karchner Caverns in Arizona are wheelchair accessible. So get out there, tell your friends, tell your family, you know, go explore. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality. I uh, hope you learned something. Hope uh, I sparked some interest. I know uh, some of the some of the topics do seem scary, lots of phobias, but exposure, you know, get out there, desensitize to it, find a find a new ecosystem that you've only read about or seen movies about. Thank you all again for listening. You know, you guys really do make it worth it. And next week's episode's going to be a little more experimental. I love the idea of having like old talk radio shows. I love the idea of um, the stories like uh, the Lone Ranger. Um, so next week's story episode will be a bit experimental, a little bit different, and I look forward to it. I want to hear you guys' feedback. It will be based off a popular urban legend with a twist. You know, I can't just plagiarize. I am going to change enough details to make it a little more original. Again, stories do change over time, so... Let's uh, see what we can get out of next week's episode. Should be fun. All right, y'all. Catch you later. Bye.